Welcome into a special race week edition of New Track Record Podcast. Caleb Hatch with you, and we are joined by a special guest, the driver of the number 24 Dryer and Reinbold Racing Chevrolet, Sage Karam. Sage, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now, Sage, does it get any easier uh, competing in the last row shootout? Uh, you did it in 2019. Uh, you did it again this year. You're starting 31st, which seems to be a common thread. Does it get any easier, even though you put up good lap times early? Um, I mean, it's never easy just because of the, the pressure situation that it delivers. You know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's basically you have four laps, and if those four laps, aren't good you know you're not going to make the biggest race of the year and and for us you know it's our only race of the year and um you know we have a new sponsor on board with aes um you know so it just wouldn't be a good situation if you don't produce those four laps so um you know i'm happy that we did and um like you said you know i was i was there in that situation about two years ago um so i wasn't as nervous this time around just because i kind of knew what to expect and 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 how much pressure was going to be involved and and i handled it better but i will say i wasn't as confident this time going in as i was two years ago two years ago i i kind of knew exactly what i had under me and this year it was more um you know we had kind of a baseline but you know some of the arrow numbers we were looking at and everything and deciding to do we didn't really know what the car was going to do over four laps we kind of had an idea what it could do the first lap but then after that, it was like, we don't know if it's going to fall off big. We don't know if it's going to be slow or, or consistently fast. Like, we have no idea. So I had to, I kind of went out there blank and, and, and not really knowing. And uh, thankfully, it was enough. And, you know, it did fall off a little bit, but it seemed like everybody was starting to fall off, too. The track just got a little hotter. And, um, you know, we trimmed out a little bit and probably trimmed out too much. You know, I think we thought the track was going to be a bit cooler. But, um, you know, thankfully, it held on. Were you surprised to put up a time that was uh, more competitive than the uh, Penske-affiliated cars? Yeah, I was. You know, I, I think um, when, I, when, I, when I left the track on Saturday, I was, you know, talking to my fiancé and my dad, and I said, you know, we're, we're going to have to probably beat Charlie and, and RC um, just because I have a feeling that with the amount of resources and, and, and power that, you know, Penske has over there, um, they'll probably find speed overnight. And, and looking at, you know, some of Will's teammates that were doing high 230s and stuff, you know, the speed, they had the data to, to do that speed. So um, I was thinking they were going to be pretty quick. And then obviously with Simona, you know, she is an affiliated Penske car. So I, I figured both of those those entries would be quite quick and I would have to worry about Kimball. And I, and I, and I know Kimball did a lot of changes over the night, you know, put a lot of JRs car on his car you know like they basically used a lot of the parts that were on his teammates car that was pretty quick um so i was worried about that and i was not really that's why i wasn't so confident um and then when i did my laps you know i i I said to my friends before i went out i said you know i'm gonna have to probably do a 230 and then i'm gonna have to do another 229 high 228 and you know a mid 228 and i basically nailed that to a t um but, you know, I didn't really love the drop-off, so I wasn't confident. And then when I saw Will's run and that we were actually faster than him on all four laps, um, at that moment I, I knew I, I was in, even though there was an hour left of sitting there and waiting. Um, you know, 
I knew not many – you couldn't really run twice just because of uh, the engine temperatures and stuff. You needed those things super cold, and there just wasn't enough time to get them cool again. So even if I had to go run again, I, I would have went slower than my first run. Now, what is it with you and the number 31? It's what, three straight years or starting 31st, your rookie year? You also st- started 31st. What is it with that number for you at, at Indy? Yeah, I, I have no idea. I, I don't love it <laughs> that, <laughs> that, um, that it comes down to this. Um, but for some reason, it, it's uh, this number likes me, and, and I have no idea why. I think I, I'm not sure. It has to be fact-checked, but I think I'm like the first driver in Indy 500 history to start in the same position three years in a row. Um, and I don't know how many – you know, I, I've had four last row starts, and I don't know if even that could be a record. So, um, it's been it's been tough, you know. And and with these cars, you know, these new cars nowadays, it's it's really hard to pass. So, ideally, it, it's not great. You know, back when I first came into the series in like 2014, um, you know, you could pass from anywhere in the field, and it was it was fairly easy to make moves happen. So I was able to storm through the field a few times. Um, but now it's just been more difficult. So qualifying position is is more essential. You know, you want to be able to qualify well. But at the same time, uh, it's looking like the track for race day is going to be pretty pretty cool. You know, I think like at race time it's going to be high 60s and then through the race below to mid 70s. So that helps out guys like me and Will. Um, you know, the cooler the track, the more grip, the more downforce, um, the easier to pass. So um, if it was like a really hot day like it usually is in May, um, and if it's like high 80s, low 90s, I'd pretty much be stuck there, and and you know would have to rely more on luck and 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 you know other people's misfortunes and stuff to make up positions. But now I think we actually have a shot at, at maybe mixing mixing it up a bit. Now you mentioned the the changing temperatures. Now it wasn't that much cooler, but it was a little cooler with the practice session after the fast nine on Sunday evening. Uh, you were mid pack uh, 18th. What did you learn about your car in race trim? Yeah, I felt great. Um, I think, like, there was a chart that showed 15-lap averages, of consistent 15 laps, and I think we were fourth on that. So, I mean, that's, like, what matters most to me is how the car is over a run. Um, I didn't even have any new tires left because I did so many qualifying runs that um, I had to use old tires the whole practice yesterday um, and save you know, whatever I had left as new tires for the race and for card day. Um, so I was really happy. You know, I was making some passes, but, you know, like you said, the track was a bit cooler. Um, so it felt great. And, you know, even earlier in the week, um, last week, you know, the first day we were fourth, Will was first. You know, I mean, like, I don't think either of us thought we'd be in the bottom five. And then, um, you know, I was ninth the next day. So the car was really fast in race trim. And then it was like right when we got the boost, we just really started to struggle and we didn't really understand why. Um, but you know, immediately, right when we put it back to race trim, I just felt really good and comfortable again. Um, so I'm excited about that just, just because I know it's a long race and I know from just following other cars out there in practice, it didn't look like there were a lot of guys that were as comfortable as I was. So, um, it is exciting in that sense, but at the same time, I know I'm starting 31st. I got 30 cars in front of me, so it's a, it's a long day and a lot of work ahead. Now, a lot was made uh, about the Honda domination in qualifying. And, and, you know, once the boost was turned up, Honda had the speed. And and that was the same case last year in qualifying. 
what about for the race? Do you feel like there's a huge disparity, or is it pretty even? Well, to be honest with you, leading up to to uh, Thursday and Friday, I, I thought that um, Chevy was 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 stronger, you know, in, in race pace and everything. Like I was like, oh, we're. I, I was not even thinking about bottom five because I, I I was really fast in race trim, and then when we started trimming out on Thursday, I was doing faster times than you know the papers said I would basically uh, those downforce levels and stuff so I was like oh 230s 231s is going to be quite easy and then when we got at the boost there was just no speed there and and I'm not sure why I don't know if it was a setup thing I don't know if it was uh you know an engine thing I have no idea you know I I just drive the thing and um but yeah we just didn't have the speed so I don't know come race day um you know from what I've earlier in the week like I said I thought Chevy had an advantage in race pace but you know Honda seemed very strong and and qual um you know obviously I think uh no matter what both manufacturers will have like a kill mode on their engine where if it's 20 laps to go in the race and you're battling for the lead you're gonna flip that knob over to there and, and you're gonna get whatever power is available um so obviously uh you know they were quick in qualifying, so I think they'll have the option to be able to be pretty quick in the race, but they're not going to be able to run that, you know, the entire race. So um, I think we, we are stronger. Um, so, you know, that's good. Um, obviously, another big thing is fuel economy, and I don't think either manufacturer knows who's better on fuel economy yet, and you just kind of figure that out through the race. Now, you're 26, but you're about to make your eighth Indianapolis 500 start, which is just kind of crazy to think about. Uh, what have you learned over the years, especially running for a team that's either indie only or just running a handful of races throughout the season? I mean, it's it's obviously a challenge, but what have you learned and, and do you feel like are the capabilities of this team this year? Yeah, I mean, I've learned a lot, obviously, through the years. And, and you know, like you said earlier, starting 31st for the fourth time, um, I have the experience starting back there, so I know what to expect. You know, some other people don't have the experience starting that far back. So I, I know what to expect, and I know how to get to the front. I, um, you know, I think when I first came in, I was really fearless and, and would make really, um, you know, crazy moves and, and, and wouldn't really be patient. I was just going 110% every lap, but, you know, I've learned it's a long race, and if, it's, if you're questioning the move before you start it, you probably shouldn't do it. Um, you know, pick the battles you got to pick at the right times. And, and uh, you know, I learned you just can't make any mistakes. I mean, last year I, I was up to like 15th and I got a pit speed limit violation and that ruined my race, you know. So every year I've learned something, but the good thing is that I've never made the same mistake twice. Um, so, I mean, that's just the main thing. Just, you can't make that same mistake again. You got to learn from it and um, the team's been great. The prep that they've put in for this car has been amazing this year. It's the best prepped car I've ever seen. Um, so I, I, I know they're definitely capable of winning this race. Um, obviously, as a team and stuff, we got to discuss how we can figure out how to qualify better because, um, you know, that makes life a lot easier when you don't have to start 31st and you don't have to take so many risks in the beginning of the race. Um, but at the end of the day, I know that, they're working hard. The pit stops for pit stop practice we've done through the month have been amazing so far. So I know as long as I can keep my nose clean and, and be in the game, you know, I'll make up spots on pit lane. And, and um, you know, I, I, 
fairly confident I'm going to pass them pass a few cars on track and like I said it's a long race and you can do five six pit stops a race take off a couple guys every every single stop take off some cars on track you know by the end of it hopefully you're in a position to to attack for something now running as a one car team this year as opposed to the past few years you had a teammate with uh, J.R. Hildebrand uh, what is that challenge like where you're not able to share data with another driver you don't have any kind of technical partnership between dry and reinbold and another team like some of the other indy 500 only or, or limited entries in the field how much of a challenge is that for you despite your experience uh driving in the indy 500 it's definitely hard but you know we're a small team you know so when we went to two cars it was it was quite a challenge for us you know and uh it was a challenge just because you know you, you're not you don't have the resources say as like a team like Penske and and Andretti that you know these teams that are running four or five cars um so you know two cars for us was like you know running six cars at Andretti it was it was it was a lot and um I like the whole one car effort thing you know I think it's good for the team when we ran strong here in the past we only were one car and I think it's just when you put all your energy and effort into that one entry um you know I think uh it goes a lot smoother. Um, obviously, not having data from two cars is kind of a bummer. Um, but at the same time, you know, we know what we need to do. We know what the car needs to do to be good. And, um, you know, we're confident in that we can just do it with one. Um, the only hard part is, is like for qualifying and stuff, you know, you walk down pit lane, and you see these teams of four or five cars, and they all have different wing angles and configurations and stuff. And it's just like, you know, we, we can't do all that. Um, you know, they can go through a whole aerodynamic program in one afternoon and it would take us a couple of days. So um, that's the only downside. But as far as everything else, I like the whole one car program. And like I said, we've been strong here before with just one car and kind of struggled the last, <clears throat> the last two years when we had two cars. So, um, you know, right when we came to the speedway, rolled it off the truck, we were fast. Um, first day of practice, we we're fourth overall, then ninth the next day. Um, so we know we have a good car. We just got to uh, keep our nose clean and get it to the front. All right, wrapping things up with Sage Karam. Uh, how difficult was it to put together, you know, a deal for last year and even for this year in the midst of the pandemic and any chance we could see more races with you this year? Yeah, I mean, last year we were scheduled to probably do like five or six races and then the pandemic came and um, we did three. So, I mean, that was cool for the team to do more than just Indy. Um then this year, I didn't think I had a ride, to be honest with you. I, I got a call from Dennis that our main sponsor the last couple of years wasn't coming back in the same capacity, um, and they needed to probably get a driver that was going to bring some money. I, I don't bring any money, so it was, you know, I, I was a couple months out from the 500 and, and thinking I'm just done, and then a couple of days later, he called and said that uh, they got a sponsor with AES Indiana, and, um, you know, they want me to drive, so... Um, it was kind of a roller coaster of emotions this off season, getting ready for the 500. And um, I'm just happy I'm here. I'm happy I got it in the show. I'm happy that we got a new sponsor with AES, and they're having they're having a blast so far and enjoying their time here. And um, you know, hopefully we can have a strong race, make them proud, make the team proud, and hopefully it leads to something down the road. Um, obviously, the pandemic wasn't ideal for the team. Um, so I don't know if we have – I would doubt we have anything on the books for this year unless we have a really, really good race. Um, but we'll see. You know, er, er, Things can change pretty quickly in racing, and um, we'll see if we'll be at some more races this year. But I do think the team is, is still very much interested in trying to become a full-time team again. 
um, and they're going to do everything they can. I'm going to do everything I can to make that happen. Sage, good luck this weekend. Yep, thank you for having me. Thanks to Sage Karam for joining us ahead of Sunday's 105th Indianapolis 500. And we'll have special episodes all throughout the week leading up to the big race. You can find us at NewTrackRecordPodcast.com. While you're there, subscribe to our email list so you'll never miss an episode. You can also find us on your favorite podcasting platforms. Of course, Apple Podcasts. If you follow us on there, do us a favor. Give us a five-star rating if you could. If you're really nice, write a review. You can also find us on Spotify, Overcast, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Player FM, iHeart, Podchaser, pretty much anywhere you find your podcasts, you can follow us. And you can find episodes at 1380thefan.com and post it on the weekends at wowo.com. And if you want to interact with us on social media, our Twitter handle is IndyCar Podcast. Like us on Facebook, just search for New Track Record. And you can also send us an email with questions, comments, or concerns at NewTrackRecordPodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back with more special episodes throughout the week here on New Track Record Podcast. Podcasts by Federated Media.